Welcome to the family with our special guest. Yeah, I can't introduce Speak yourself. Speak your name. My name is Scott <laughs> Walter. <laughs> Alex Brandt. I was rest. waiting for you. No, no, I, we all have <laughs> Co-host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brandt-Bernard. We'll be right back. Some hellacious stories coming up. Thank you again to Alan Nolan. What a great, what a nice young man that guy is. No doubt about it. And great to see you. It's been uh, almost a year since I've seen you. Yeah. July, July of last year. Yeah, something like that. It was... Actually, since I've seen you, it's probably been about a year and a half. I was going to say it was before COVID. It was right before COVID. COVID. Yeah, it was about a year and a half. But uh, you were on the show on on the phone about a year ago. Yeah, Ralph was here. We had a great time. Ralphie, (laughs) we'll be right back. We're going to find out all kinds of stuff that's going on from Scott Walter coming up right after this with the family. Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right. Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Moving soon? Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, local and family-owned since 1964. John, you and your staff do a lot more than just move. Tommy, we do. We move residential and commercial, local and long distance. Folks love our decluttering service, especially if you want to stage a home for a sale. We can store your belongings while in between homes, junk hauling with junk luggers, including a service for items you wish to donate to the less fortunate. And if you need to move your car, we do that too. And at a great price. Can it get any better? Yes, it can. Mention Tom Bernard or KQ, and you'll receive a free moving box kit with every move. And you'll save 50 bucks off junk removal with junk luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers. You may not move every day, but they do. Scott Walter, I just want to read you a headline. Uh, I just saw this. I just glanced down and saw this pop up my screen. You know, Jeff Bezos is going into space, right? And he sold, I for $28 million, he sold the seat next to him to some rich guy. Paid $28 bucks to go into space with Jeff Bezos, right? I just saw this headline. You ready, Catherine and Alex? Or you want ready. to be on your phones? I'm instead? ready. Uh, petition that's been sent out. 10,000 people have signed a petition so far. They don't want to let Bezos return from space. <laughs> <laughs> How great. 
great is that? Yeah, uh, go into space and don't come back. Just, just tie him to a star so he'll just stay up there. That is there. phenomenal. They don't want him coming back. Who God. pays $28 million to sit next to him for the trip? $28 yeah. million. What are they going to talk about? Uh, yeah, what are they going to talk about? Are they going to be up there for 11 minutes? $28 million for 11 minutes. Oh, is that what? all? Yeah, they're going into space for 11 minutes, turn around, coming back. Oh, so he's just breaking the stratosphere and immediately returning. Yes. What's the point? Why? That's a great uh, just question. Just say that he giant was in space, waste I guess. of I, gas. Not exactly green. I don't know if it's gas. I think it's something Jet else. Fuel. It may not be gas. He's put a little petrol in there and head to space, man. We're ready Jeez. to go. Unleaded. And by the way, have you seen the rocket they're going up in? No. It's a penis. I was going to say, does it look like a giant it is? Oh, rockets, no, it's, it's a long shaft, and then there's a big dome on oh. top of it. It's like, are you kidding? He doesn't even try to not make it look like a penis. Dear God. Space oh, dick one. <laughs> yeah, space <laughs> dick one. Exactly. Lovely. What the hell? So sorry, Bezos. Once you're up there, they're not letting you come back. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. Oh. All right. We got a billion things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, where we? Where do you want to start? Do we well, want to start with with? I mean, the fact that we both have to put up with darkness, Dave, is a good place to start. And then, well, that's oh, true. My God, and, and agony. <laughs> yeah, but he's got his beautiful wife to sort of balance it off. Yeah, so, that's true. That's yeah, good they point. were over for dinner last night. We had a really good time, and your name came up. It went in the uh, ditch after that. No, sure. I'm kidding. <laughs> Everybody just left, went home. It was phenomenal. <laughs> we had a great time, but I told them a story about. Uh, an experience I had that actually has spanned several years but came full circle a couple of months ago, and it has to do with QAnon. Yeah, what is that all about, QAnon? Well, You're not a very political guy that I can remember. Well, I, I have my own personal opinions about things, but I try, to, I, I try to keep my mouth shut because I have people that follow me on both sides and i don't want to offend anybody and you know who cares I even, what i think you i don't know? even know what a QAnon is i don't even i really don't know i don't understand it well it's it's something that my understanding is was created by some guys that wanted to uh, get online and create some type of a conspiracy theory to see if people would buy it oh, and okay. it caught fire oh. well this story began several years ago when we first started doing america on earth back in 2012 uh, nine years ago i can't believe it and i remember after the first episode i went online to see what the response would be and there was a blogger who wrote a long piece about the show so i read it and i'm like Wait a minute. No, dude, you, you got it all wrong. It was nasty, oh. mean. He called me a racist. Why? And he continued to call me a racist because <sighs> he reviewed every single episode that we did. I responded to him the first time. I got back nothing but vile venom, and his jackals jumped in. It was... Welcome to my world. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> you can have it, Tom. Let yeah, me tell you. I understand, you. believe me. Well, anyway, this went on for years, and he called me a racist multiple times because I had the audacity to claim that things like the Kensington runestone, yeah. um, the Spirit Pond runestones, the Newport Tower, the uh, Hebrew inscriptions that have been found in Indian burial mounds, right. I had the audacity to suggest that they were created by Europeans. So therefore, I was a racist against the indigenous people of this oh, for continent. for Christ's sake. No, I'm not kidding. It's that uh. crazy. Well... People would want to defend me, and I said, look, the best way to handle these people is just not respond. Right. And eventually, like a scab, they'll dry up and fall off. And that's the way I told them to treat them. And I, it's worked, right? Mm -hmm. So, and this guy is one of these people that wants to be... He wants to be on TV. He oh, wants, yeah. he wants oh, to be a, yeah. a writer. He wants to be somebody. And Famous this is, through rage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that sort of went away. Well... Are you familiar with America Stonehenge? Yeah, absolutely. It's yep. a it's a uh, an ancient site that's you've talked to me about it. Before. Yeah, we've talked about it, and I mean, we see evidence that possibly the Phoenicians may have been there. It's it's a uh, a, 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 a stone ancient stone site. It's got chambers. It's got astronomical alignments that capture all the um, uh, you know times of the year, the equinoxes, the solstices, the cross quarter days. It's actually quite amazing. And through some science called archaeoastronomy. 
some of the dates that have come back as as much as 3,500 years. That's why we think that maybe the Phoenicians could have been involved. We don't know for sure, but it's an amazing site that academics ignore because they can't explain it, and they sure as hell aren't going to investigate something that they don't already know the answer to, and this was part of the reason we did the show. The natives say they didn't create it. They say it's haunted. So who did it? Well, anyway, one of the, the, the whole Phoenician thing led to me saying on my show and on Dave's show. I was a guest on right. an episode about Holzer visiting <laughs> right. America Stonehenge, and I said this large table called the sacrificial table, shaped just like a, uh, a cell phone, but about as big as this table mm-hmm. right here in this room, mm-hmm. has blood grooves around it and may have been used for ritual sacrifice, oh, sure, which yeah. the Phoenicians did. Yep. Well, apparently, one of these QAnon followers watched one of our, our episode on America on Earth of, about Stonehenge, America Stonehenge, and he snuck in about two years ago onto the property. He defaced, he took a saw. This is the QAnon guy? QAnon guy, oh, and he God. carved the initials where one, where one goes, we all go, WW, whatever, that's their logo, into the sacrificial table. He also hung a cross oh, with pictures of children. What a mental case. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and not coincidentally, that night, the oldest Masonic Lodge in New Hampshire was burned to the ground. Oh, God. I'm just telling you the facts. Well, this guy... Uh, being the brilliant dude that he was, didn't realize that he was caught by the security cameras, but he fled where his residence was and he was hiding out, it turns out, in New Jersey. Well, a few months ago, he went on his Facebook page and posted uh, something about, and he said this, I'm paraphrasing, I did a little um, facelift at America's Stonehenge. Sorry, Scotty Walters, with a F-U emoji. Oh, my God. Well, okay. the FBI got involved because yeah. it was considered a hate crime, yeah. and they arrested him, and they extradited him back. Good. Well, roll forward uh, uh, a couple of weeks. I go to my email, and I got an email from guess who? My buddy, blogger from way back when, who was given a writing assignment for the Atlantic Monthly. Exactly what, what he wanted to get a big time gig oh, and yeah. get paid for it. Absolutely. And he said, "Well, I told my editor that I knew you. Apparently, this story went viral around the world about this guy saying this about America Stonehenge." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "I wanted to ask you a couple of questions <laughs> about this for my so now article." So he's your buddy. My buddy. So I write back. <laughs> wow. So I write back and I said, "I said, Jason, I go, why the hell should I?" talk to you after all you've done to me. So he writes back and he says, okay, well, I told him I'd reach out. I'll just tell them that you chose not to respond. Because you're a racist. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. coming. So so I go, oh, no. No, no. We're not going there. So I responded back. I said, no, Jason. I said, the reason... I don't trust you is because you've called me a racist multiple times. Right. And I said, by the way, here are my answers to these two questions. And I decided to copy his boss, the lead editor at the monthly. Sure. I got an automatic response from his boss and I thought, well, that's it. He'll sweep it under the rug. Nothing will happen. A week later, I get an email and a phone call from a buddy of mine. He says, dude, check your email now. Oh, God. And there was a link. To this guy's blog, I'm not going to say his name, but he won't, he was whining and complaining about he got called into his boss's office about the email that he sent. Good. Apparently, they went online and saw what I claimed because it's all still there. Right, and he has. They said. We're going to let you uh, not do this article, and we'll, we'll give you another assignment down the road. So he got fired. Oh, good. Well, that's amazing, because I thought that you've got your careers made by calling people names in America. <laughs> I thought that's what and we that did happens, now. Well, yeah. I, but I mean, when you use the word racist, that's another level. It right? is. There's it, it no is, doubt about it. It's and, a lot of that being flung around all oh, over the yeah. place. Oh, well, yeah. I don't get as much as I used to, but I used to get a lot of that. Yeah. Racist. like. Yeah. Well, anyway, it came full circle, and in this case, the guy got what he had coming to him. Yeah, he did. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't wish ill will on people, but, boy, I tell you, it, that felt really good to yeah. read that. <laughs> it why, felt really that's good. good karma. That why is good th- karma. Why do you think he chose you to go after? Why? Why? What did you do to piss him off so much? 
You know, honestly, I don't know. Um, it was a weird. It was a weird experience, and and I and I have to say, this guy wasn't. You know, when I saw the first one, I said, oh, no, you missed the point. I responded back, and then the attack started. And then I realized, okay, this is not a legitimate discussion. This is just hate. Mm -hmm. right. And, you know, it didn't matter what I said on an episode. Sometimes I concluded something that would change history. Sometimes I said, no, it's a fake. Sometimes right. I said, right. I don't know, because I didn't know. And no matter what I said, he would take the opposite position. He would criticize me. And, <laughs> of course, I'd always, no, he'd always it? slip in, I was a racist somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and i got to tell you, I, I, I mean, that. as far as the indigenous people go, I have a lot of Native friends. I have participated in, in Medewin sweats. That's the mm -hmm. secret society. Yeah, sure. The equivalent of Freemasonry in the Native culture. I've been in their sweats. Nobody uh, supports and appreciates their um well their experience the genocide that they've experienced right. and and how beautiful a culture the, the natives um have and the fact that i can't think of any other group in history that lives more in balance with their environment than natives and it's a beautiful thing mm -hmm. so to call me a racist to suggest that they're somehow stupid or or beneath us is that's not who i am I don't understand where he got from what you talked about and what was in print. Where where did the racism part come in? I don't get it. Well, he he, he had this twisted logic that if, if I'm going to suggest that there were Europeans or people yeah, that were not from North America whatever. coming here, that somehow <clears throat> that's disparaging the native people. I, I don't I don't get that. You think you think a native carved the Kensington runestone? It's covered in Scandinavian runes for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> help me here, because uh, I don't get it. No, me here. Nobody can but that guy. Well, figure out what he's talking about. Go figure, it right? Just, yeah. Well, anyway, so that had a happy ending. Right, and, that's good. You know, I don't wish him ill will, but, you know, just stop, dude, you know? I have I'm, a question for you, though. Yeah. So nobody is Native European nor Native American. There's no such thing. We're all na Native Africans. All of us. Well, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So I what mean, are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, well, seriously, we're all Native African. That's I, I, what we I, are. I agree. And, and actually, the native, my Native friends say we don't like to be called Native Americans. They don't, no. We want to be right. called indigenous, indigenous people. Indigenous people, yeah. yeah. And so um, that's what they want. That's what that's what I'm going to call them. I just, I don't, and so does, do these people think somehow it makes them better people because they call you a racist? Well, because you went after Native Americans. So they well, don't even want to be called Native Americans. I can tell, I, I know this guy pretty well. I don't think any of my Native friends want to hang out with this guy. No, I mean, I'm, he's, sure, he's, I'm sure you're right about that. Can I that. use the word dick? Yeah. Well, Catherine already yeah. did. Okay. Right? I well, called that one. She already <laughs> called that one, so you're fine. Well, you know how it goes. People yeah. people criticize and attack other people to build themselves up. Yes. Or in, uh. in many cases, like the word savage, which was applied to the Native people, was yeah. used to yeah. dehumanize them to justify persecution. Right. It's the oldest right. thing in the book. You, you dehumanize women by giving them a derogatory name. That justifies, right. you know. You guys know the game. I yeah. mean, people been around do it all a long the time. time. It's been right? going on forever. Yeah, it has. So, what I really like is the fact they overlook anything that would disprove what they're saying. They just complain. They, I didn't see that part. What are you talking about? It's like, come on. I man. don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Even though that's <laughs> yeah. germane to the issue, I'm going to yeah. talk about this over here yes. because it supports my position. That's 100 But you know what, what Tom? Do. We all do that to a certain extent. And I think sometimes it's subconscious. You you always want to defend your point of view, regardless of what it is. And even though you try sometimes to be pragmatic and balanced and fair, we all fall into that trap. I think at times. It's just so amazing to me right now, the whole cancel culture thing. It's so easy to just lob that word racist out there. Yeah, yeah. And they don't care whose life they destroy. Because Here, here's the problem. Exactly. Here's the problem. So you go after me, you're going after all three of them as well. They're Abs my family. Absolutely. Why would you want to do that is the part I just don't get. Hey, Tom, I don't have to tell you this, okay? Once I started doing television... 
my oh, yeah. life changed because now you're a public figure. Oh yeah. And yeah. guess what? The you're rules are different for you, oh, for us, right? No, you're right. And it's and it, and it isn't better, right? And I always tell people that want to be on TV, that want to be famous, careful what you wish for, yeah, because you yep. might get it. No, you're absolutely right. So. You know, there's a positive side, but there's a dark side, and it's not fun. And I don't have to tell you that. I know that. No, I mean, that's the number one thing that upsets me the most is you're going to go after this guy over here. Well, his children are going to suffer. His wife, husband's going to suffer. Who, all these people are going to suffer. It had nothing to do with this, but that's okay with you. I yeah. don't understand that at all. I don't get it. Well, <clears throat> people... You know, sometimes people get caught up in their emotions. They don't think through right. what's going to happen. I mean, obviously that happens all the time. But when you're sitting in your basement and you have time to think, <laughs> maybe well, try doing it sometime. Think so a little think bit. Think it through you know? a little bit. That'd yeah. be good. And what, what are the ramifications? Or put yourself in the person's place that you're attacking, right? Right. And sometimes, I, I, I can't remember who told me this, but a long time ago I was told that when somebody says something negative... Think about it like this. It's simply a, an awkward request for more information, right? Oh, that's a pretty good way to put it. Isn't that kind of what that's it is? A, mm-hmm. Well, what that does, it. if you look at it that way, it calms you down. Because mm-hmm. I know how you are. I know how I am. If, you wanna, if you're going to piss me off and you're going to challenge me, then let's go. Yeah. Yep. But is that always the right response? Probably not. Probably not. It's very, very But it feels true. good at the time, right? <laughs> no, it does. I, I, I just... I. Digital, and then this is something I've been talking about for 15 years now, digital is eventually going to ruin the world because people like that a-hole you're talking about is up on digital now and he thinks he can do whatever he wants. And I don't like the fact that Facebook and Twitter and all these they they just censor some people and other people could talk about murdering people and they don't care. Right, right. How? Well, it's the, the the thing that I think is happening right now with social media and the rules and yeah. what is considered, you know, out of bounds and not. I think those rules are, are are being formulated right now. We're trying to figure out what is considered offensive, what is dangerous, what is just hateful, and where is that line? Yeah. I don't think those boundaries are set yet. And that's what we're seeing yeah. is that evolution happening before our eyes it's a whole new world and you know i don't i don't know where the boundaries are i think a person should be able to say whatever they want unless it's going to cause harm cause harm yeah but what's harm how do you define the harm physical harm emotional harm uh financial harm all of the above none of i mean you know what i mean well perfect example is Ilan omar she can say america and israel uh, the same thing as hamas and people go, oh, okay. Yeah. How hateful is that? <laughs> well, My lady, Jesus. Well, you know, she, she, I think, needs to think a little bit more about the platform that she's been given. Yeah. As right, somebody right. who's Muslim American, she has such an opportunity to do some good for her community. Couldn't agree more. But at the same time, you really got to be careful. And it's not the same. The rules just don't apply the same to her. She needs to be more careful as other people who are the first of their kind. Kamala Harris. I mean, she's the first woman vice president. Can she behave the same as Pence and all the others that have gone before her? It should be that way, but I think she has to be a little more careful. And whether it's right or not, I just think that you got to, when you're the first or you're doing something groundbreaking, there's a big big responsibility that goes with that well you're living under a microscope yeah yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. is it fair probably not but it is what it is right i don't know like i said i i, I look at america uh and i often wonder why everybody's flocking here if we suck so badly <laughs> i just need to know that exactly if we're and, so horrible why does everyone want to come live there or live here well um it's a good question. And and I think what happens is in this country, we focus sometimes so often on the negative things. And yeah, I, look, I got to be honest with you, during COVID, there was all this craziness that was happening. And I don't want to get into to politics, but there were a lot of things that happened that got me upset. Yeah. And I started finding myself going down this rabbit hole and, I, and, and you know, my friends and family looked at me and said, dude, you got to you got to kind of come back a little bit. And I mm-hmm. I realized it myself, and part of it was being sequestered. There wasn't a lot to do. I couldn't do the physical stuff, get out, play basketball. And and so 
you know, you it's easy to fall into that trap and, right. and focus on the negative things and forget about the good things about this country, like you said. And we get so focused on what we're upset about and we forget about all the great things we have. There's no doubt about it. I mean, seriously, let's let's count the countries out there. And I'm not saying this should be, look how wonderful we are, but look how not bad we are. We've had an African-American president and now an African-American woman vice president. How many other countries can say that? Uh, not, not many. <laughs> not many. Not many. <laughs> so how are we the worst when we've done exactly what you're, you should have done hundreds of years ago? Because that's where everybody lived. Why didn't you do this hundreds of years ago? Why are we so bad? We did it. The people stepped up and voted for a black president, a man, yep, yep. and a black woman uh, vice president. You got to give them credit for that, don't you? I think so. Because people of so. color were not going to get them elected by themselves. No. White people had to vote for them because of the sheer numbers. So calm down. <laughs> That's all I got to <laughs> That's say. That's what I want to hear, Tom. The voice of reason right calm there. Calm <laughs> down, for God's sake. But, you know, I was talking to Al Nolan, the young man that you met yeah, uh, yeah, when yeah. you came about how happy I am, and he noticed right away. He said, your wife is here, your son's here, your daughter's here, you're all together. Well, the reason for that is because this is when I'm happiest. I'm with my friends and my family. I'm talking on on the radio, talking on a podcast. I meet new people like Al Nolan, Nolan, great guy. It just, man, there's so many reasons to be happy, and people just, they don't want to hear, oh, it's terrible, oh, my God. Uh, Well, it's called creating your own reality, and and it's what you choose to focus on and and make your life positive. I got to tell you one thing that I'm excited about. We have season tickets to the Vikings. Uh-oh. How about those pickups? Sheldon Richardson, yeah, they Sheldon signed good, yeah. Hunter. <laughs> I'm excited. Hunter. You know, it's like, God, I got something to be excited about. They're going to get hurt. And we're going to, you know, it's going to be another disappointing season, of course. Because we don't have a quarterback, <laughs> you mean? No, something will happen, you know. It always <laughs> oh, yeah. does. It's there I been, go again, going negative. Scott, it's only been 60 years that I've been watching my Vikings not win a Super Bowl. Not win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Do we have to keep the 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 quarterback? Can't we fire nah, him? They, we we fire paid him? him so much money, no. nobody else is going to so take it. So he's it for how, no, but how many more years? No, let me tell you years? something. We, you know, when you, and I understand the drawbacks of, of, of Kurt Cousins. However, mm-hmm. he is a, a drop-back quarterback. He's not one of these new-age guys that runs around and can throw it when he's on his head and right, make a perfect right. pass like Patrick Mahomes. However, I will remind you, the guy who won the last Super Bowl mm-hmm. is about – the least mobile quarterback that yes. ever existed, and he's got how many Super Bowl rings? Six. Seven. Seven. Now. Seven. That's right. Seven. And he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. And Kurt Cousins, you can say what you want. That guy is is a really good quarterback um, for what he is. He's got his limitations. I like him. I like him. He just doesn't. <clears throat> he can't pick up a rush very well. He just Do you see what he's got there. in front of him? Well, that's true. That's I mean, good... and to the credit to the Vikings, they addressed in the draft the offensive line. I like what I see. I think I say Super Bowl. It's going to happen this oh. year. All right, here we I go. Love, you heard it. I love the gentlemen. optimism yeah. of the early <laughs> so, season. So sweet. Yeah. we got to take a break <laughs> here. We'll be right back it. with Scott and the family right it's after so this. Cute. You think they bought it? <laughs> <laughs> right back at Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's Tom again from my friends at Profile. Let's face it, when it comes to losing weight, most of us don't care how we get there. But once we reach our goal, we end up right where we started and gain it all back. That's what I love about Profile. Profile's in it for the long haul. Profile knows that losing weight isn't always a straight line. There are lots of ups and downs. 
I'm so thankful my profile coach, Danette, is there to really keep me on track when I need it most. I cannot say enough about profile. I tell Kelly at profile that it's changed my life, and it can change yours, too. There's no question about that. Profile has six metro locations as well as Mankato, St. Cloud, and Rochester. Don't wait. I am telling you, I absolutely believe in Profile. That is a fact. Call today or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. Visit ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Owen mentioned promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Raging racist Scott Walters here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. <laughs> Raging if you just tuned in, you wouldn't understand. It's on the back of his business card. <laughs> Raging Do you think eventually they're going to burn that word right into the ground? It's not going to even mean anything anymore. I think anymore. they already have. have. They have. I think it already yeah, have. It doesn't really mean do. anything anymore. It, not the way it Which used is terrible. To. It should mean a lot. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I still think, <clears throat> maybe it's because I'm oversensitive because I've been called that. But when yeah. I hear that word, it, I mean, that's like, you never want to be called that. That no. is like the... No. Well, no, you, but now they're saying that you, if you're white, you are just born racist. Yeah. I've heard that. So, and, I mean, and that's what's going around right now. So it's like, what do you, how do you, how do you combat... <laughs> You know, just being born just with this skin color just makes you this. Well, <clears throat> I have some strong feelings about that because I will say that my mother is that way. And she's proud of it. Now, she was born and raised in Canada and didn't see anyone of color until she was 21 years old. Okay. <clears throat> and, my mother, same thing. Yeah. And, and, and so, and I, and I love my mom, and I, that's just one part of her I wish was different. Sure. But having said that, if you are born into a society as I was that had little, if any, people of color, when all of a sudden you're, you know, you, you, you know, all of a sudden you meet somebody for the first time, it's a new experience. And it's, um, and I, I don't know if it's a fear or it's like anytime you do something new, there's a little trepidation, right? Sure. Until you get comfortable. And I think the same is true when you're meeting people that are different than you for the first time. Mm -hmm. So is so, that yeah. racism? I don't know if it is because. Racism is where you know what somebody is, they are different, and you don't like it. Right. But I, if you've never encountered that before, and it works both ways, right? Mm -hmm. Is that racism? I'm not sure. I think it's just a matter of getting to know a person. And let's face it, there's people of color that are assholes. No and, doubt and, about and it. good people, and there's white people that are the same way. Yep. So I think as you have more experience with meeting people that are different, you get more comfortable and you realize that, wow, they have the same challenges as I, I do. I agree, and I believe that most people do agree with that. I really do. But that's just what's being pushed right now. Yeah, There's a weird is. narrative about just... I don't think racist is the right word. I just I don't, don't either. No. I don't agree with it. I don't it. either. Andy, what year did Blazing Saddles come out? Was uh, it the late 70s, something like that? Richard Pryor. 74. 74? Oh, my God. <laughs> 45, 40, 46 years already. Jesus. 47 years. Anyway, Richard Pryor wrote the best joke about that in history. Nobody will ever top it. And I can't use the same words that he used because they're really nasty. Uh, the sheriff of the town, what is it, Rock Ridge? It's Rock Ridge, I think, in Blazing Saddles. I don't know. The sheriff stands up and he goes... <laughs> Well, I'll just say that we'll just say I'll, I'll use the word Negro instead, but okay. that's not the word he used. And also use bad. the word Chinese, which he didn't use that word either, because <laughs> it was Richard Pryor. The sheriff stands up at the town hall meeting and says, "All right, we'll take the Negroes and the Chinese, but we don't want the Irish." Which I thought was phenomenal. One of the greatest jokes ever written. Racist against the white Irish. Right? Against the white Irish. See, I think that Richard Pryor, just brilliant, brilliant writing. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
nothing really more needs to be said. Hey, I, I, I could tell you about something else that's pretty cool that we, we worked on that was a secret for a long time, but now it's not. Right. <clears throat> so I recently went down, well, last year, I went down twice to Texas. And the reason that I went down was to look at a cache of about 50 inscribed stones that the world still has not seen yet. Really? Yeah. And um, I was introduced to them at a conference in, in Los Angeles a year ago in February. And these guys showed me these pictures. And I went, oh, my God, inscribed stone. I got to see these. So I went down there. And part of the reason I hustled down there was because the guy who owned the property was, was sick with cancer and, and mm. was terminal. Yeah. So I went down there and I interviewed him and he was fabulous, you know, a Texas rancher out there and he's, he's, he's got it all going on. But he took me out to his property and they were, they, the stones were, were hidden and they were piled up like books stacked on top of each other, hidden inside a small cave along a creek. And there was a carving on the outside and the date on it was 1501. There was a ship carving, the word gold, with an arrow pointing this way. Of course, we made a beeline that <laughs> of way. Of course you did. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, there, these, these stones were dated, and it was the most hmm. strange collection of inscribed stones I've ever seen. Some of them had Hebrew text. Some had runes. Really? Some had Spanish. Some had... Um, I don't even know if there was any English, but there were carvings of um, archangels. There were skulls, archangels standing on skulls. There like was somebody robbed a museum. Oh, there was no right, right. There was Egyptian carvings of Anubis and um, um, I forget who the other Osiris. Um, just the strangest collection of religious stuff. Well, anyway, I took lots of pictures. I actually purchased a couple stones from one of the old guys that Ooh. that worked with him, and he's looking for a sucker to pot him off on. He found me. But, I mean, it was amazing stuff, and I could show you some pictures. But anyway, um, we sent the text out, the Hebrew text. There's quite a bit of Hebrew here. But it turns out the language wasn't Hebrew. It really? was Portuguese. Oh. Really? Written in Hebrew. What the heck? Portuguese written what? in Hebrew. I love it. In Hebrew text. That's so, amazing. So we did this research, and we basically concluded this. Have you ever heard of the term crypto-Jew or uh, converso? Crypto-Jew, I've heard. Are we talking, would that be Ashkenazi Jews in, in Portugal? Because Ashkenazis yes. are Spanish, right? Yeah. Well, basically what it was is people that were inwardly Jewish, mm -hmm. but outwardly Catholic because oh, yeah, they didn't yeah. want to piss off right. the church, right? right? Yes, absolutely. Well, some people think that, and there's some good evidence to suggest that Christopher Columbus was a crypto-Jew and would have really? been sympathetic to these people. Right. In fact, look it up, that the day <laughs> that uh, Columbus sailed, the church initiated an inquisition against anybody who was not practicing the true faith. Ooh. So um, the dates that we have on these stones start at 1501 and go all the way up to 1762. Now, a lot of people don't realize Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492, right? right? right. But most people don't realize he went on four trips. Mm -hmm. The last trip he took was in 1501 okay. and 1502. And at one point in 1501, he was sailing north after going to Panama towards oh, okay. what is now Texas. Really? Yes. I didn't and know his that. his journal is missing entries for nine days when he's sailing in that direction. And hmm. what we're and what we also know is that there were these conversos that were escaping from the Iberian Peninsula, which is Portugal and Spain, mm -hmm. to come over to the coast of Mexico and what is now southern Texas to establish missions and sanctuaries to get away from the church, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this spot is way up in central Texas. They are way far away from this particular area or from where these known communities were. And when you think about it, everything makes sense as far as the imagery and Egyptian iconography and you know, the mysticism of, of the Egyptians was being practiced by a lot of these Jewish people. So to see this crazy iconography that's carved on these stones, on one hand makes no sense, but on the other, 
is beginning to start to make some sense. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this is the thesis we have. Maybe these people actually came with Columbus. And he dropped them off and said, good luck. Yeah, but well. this group went way far away from the other areas. And I actually went there with a, a local uh, archaeologist, uh, a, a woman named uh, Haley Ramsey. We went to the site. She crawled into this cave. And we the, the big mystery, if this is who these people were, why did those slabs mm -hmm. end up hidden inside this cave right, so with right. that background i want you guys to tell me and then i'll tell you what my thesis is why why would they hide them why would they in 1501 well all the way up through 1762 and and just so you know tom one more little bit of information there was weathering on these artifacts so they did they were outside so for they were outside yes absolutely. and i think they were probably used as Grave markers or, or grave oh, monuments. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. So, but why did they end up in this cave? What happened? Did somebody else put them in there? Somebody saw them and didn't like what they had to say and just hid them away. You're right. You're on the right track. Yeah, okay. that's what I yeah. think. Yeah. Here's, Somebody's here's... hiding something. <laughs> well, okay. So, or if afraid the Spanish, of somebody. If the Spanish are coming, and these guys are far away from the coastline, right? Mm -hmm. Thinking that they're safe, mm -hmm. that they can carve these stones when people in the community passed and they're they don't have to hide their true faith right with right, the belief right. systems Exa work. that's exactly it so yep. they laid it all out there but wait a minute the church is coming yep oh shit what are we gonna do <laughs> exactly. so we think they rounded up all these stones and put them in the cave I what do you think, think? That's, that's exactly what you're buying it yeah absolutely okay it's that done sounds reasonable tommy said so <laughs> yeah, sounds reasonable. and so, so it is but yeah, that's the kind of, we, we human beings do that. They hide stuff they don't want you to see. So absolutely, you know, you can't make a judgment on your own. You can't look at this and go, well, what do I think? No, 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 we're going to hide it. You can't even see this. <laughs> well, could, could hey, be a graduating uh, prank. The church shows up and you've got this heretical, you know, symbolism on a gravestone, right? And you say, oh, I was just kidding. Not going to fly. <laughs> no, no. no, that's not I don't know work. how it got there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what you never heard anything about these, but, no. but no. they are fascinating. And I will tell you this, just a week and a half ago, a friend of mine, this archaeologist, got word from one of the uh, people uh, in that area that the Curse of Oak Island boys were down there. Oh, really? Looking at these stones. Really? Because what I didn't tell you is that the guy, and I can't say his name because I don't want people to go down there and bug him, right. but he has five inscribed stones that have maps on them and marked treasure on these stones. Well, I want the treasure. Well, well maybe the treasure is a dead relative, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. You don't know. It's a skeleton. Yeah. Yeah, right. Why does everybody get so excited about treasure? I mean, it's like, I think humans have a treasure gene. You just say the word. like There's no doubt. Treasure? I mean, look at, look at people now. They'll do anything I for money right now. People will yeah. do anything for money right now. It's their, They think it's their treasure. Particularly our politicians. They're always after the treasure. Oh, God. They're well, disgusting. They, well, they need money to be able to further their cause so yep. that they can make yep. more money. And but That yeah. is their cause. <clears throat> that is their cause, <laughs> It yeah. seems like that's the cause. No, I mean, that makes total sense to me. That, that, that hiding, yeah, that hiding stuff. I don't like the fact that our news agencies, particularly on television and in the newspapers, are doing exactly what these people did. We're going to take this information and hide it in yeah, a cave. Yeah, yeah. That really upsets me. Well, because it doesn't fit the narrative that they <laughs> right. want people that's to exactly understand. exactly it. So you know that's what, why Tom? they did it. Treasure? This treasure you got is right here. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, friends and Aww. family. Oh, God. Aww. Now here we go. I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. No, it's true. Well, I'm, it you was know. yesterday we had this family gathering, and I've got these brothers. I've got three brothers. These brothers. These brothers. These brothers. <laughs> brothers. <laughs> Two of them don't get along at all. One of them doesn't get along with anybody. And it's all based on politics. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. yeah. And I've and so we are out. We're having a great time. The grandkids are running around. They're playing and playing and playing. And everybody's having fun. And I was thinking, all of those years wasted. Yeah, that's because right. Of, yeah. Because of an alliance with the political party. Yeah. 
Yeah. That really doesn't give a shit about how you feel or no, you. Couldn't no. care but less. you're you're like, you know, worshiping at that rock every single day, yeah. no matter what they say, mm-hmm. and it divided the whole family up all about politics. Uh, it's just so stupid. Well, it's stupid and it's sad and I don't know, you know, and I, I don't want to, I didn't come in here to give a, a commercial for Freemasonry, but the one thing I will say, in our lodges and commanderies and whatever, when we get together, there's two things we do not talk about, politics and religion. Yeah, good Be- move. Because those are the things that divide people, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and our mantra is we focus on the things that unite us. And, you know, during COVID, I will tell you this, that I have many of my Masonic brothers, I I think the world of, I love them and I trust them. But there are some guys that went online and posted political stuff. And first of all, I'm like, wow, I had no idea. And did it change my opinion of them? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Do I still, will I still treat them the same? Of course I will, but I think a little bit differently about them. But it got to the point on both sides of the aisle, right and left, mm-hmm. that people were making political statements that the Grand Master of Minnesota sent out a notice and said, guys, we're done with that. Yeah. We're not going to, you just, Good. we Good. do not want you doing that anymore because it, it isn't just a, you know, you have a right as an individual to say what you think. And mm-hmm. if you are a Republican or a Democrat, we're happy for you. But you also represent our craft. Right. And you have to think about that. And I mean, we can't, you know, just dial back, right? What Jude. is what is the crap? Jude just went. Oh. No, well, he's, that's what we he's snoring he's over snoring. here. He snored snoring, so yeah. loud that my mic caught it. Am I that boring? <laughs> no, he's just that tired. Poor Judy. No, but what is the craft of the Freemasons? Well, well that's what we I call it. I don't really know is, what you do. Is the craft? I don't know what <laughs> do you, you don't do. Well, that's a long, complicated story. But no, it's it's um, it's a fraternity. It's mm-hmm. a fraternal organization that actually dates back thousands of years. Right. And it's, um, um, if you go back far enough in time, it in also included women. In fact, there are certain traditions that exist today that welcome men and women. And basically, um, um, it's, it's a group of people that have um, sworn an obligation to, th- there's only one thing that, that Masons have, are required to do. And that is to make a statement in a belief in a higher power. Okay. Who that power is, what that power is, male, female, we don't care. Right. The whole point is this, is that if you think you got it all figured out, that you have all the answers to life, you are not in a mental place where you have the ability to learn. Yes. Because you right. can't learn anything until you accept the fact that you don't know it all. Right. And we call it being ready to receive mm-hmm. new information. Okay. It's about humility. It's about being ready to accept you don't know it all and that there are things that you have to learn. Because I was like that. I thought I had it all figured out. The geologist, the earthworks like this. People are like this. <laughs> yeah, you you want to know the answers? See me. And, you know, it, you have to live a little bit of life and get your ass kicked a little bit to realize Guess what? You don't have all the answers. Sure. And I wasn't ready, truly ready, to become a Mason until that happened. And what happened is when you go through these degrees, uh, which are part theatrical performance, part lecture of wise men in the white hats, the 33rds, that you start to learn that there's a whole other level to what's going on in the world, in the Bible, out there, and... It's, it's, it's a humbling experience. And, and the nice thing about it is, is that you're only required to do a few things, but there are so many opportunities to learn about things you had no idea even existed. Oh. And, and, but it's up to you. And you can take it as far as you want. You can go up the line and wear the jewels and the medals and all the cool stuff. Or I'm, I'm an educator. I'm a researcher. That's, that, and let me tell you, we have libraries. We have resources that you guys don't have access to. And it's, some of the stuff is absolutely mind-blowing. But at the end of the day, part of what everybody goes through, I think, in life is some type of spiritual journey. That's why you 
attend church. That's why um, you ask those big questions in life, right? Mm -hmm. Why am I here? Is there a God? What happens after I die? And at the end of the day, that journey is your journey. And and not to put down religion, but the, the problem that I see is when you have organized religion that requires you to go through a human conduit. Yeah. That's where the problems yeah. start. And that's why they don't like us, because we say, you don't need that. Oh. You can do it this way. Okay. Have a relationship with deity all by yourself, whoever he or she might be. You know, when I was a much younger person, I remember, yeah. and I, I think it was a uh, the priest that, you know, because I was talking to a priest at St. Joe's, no, it might have been St. Anne's. I think it was in seventh grade. And I was talking to a priest about this, about is there really a God and blah, 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 because I'm, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, whatever it is. He goes, well, you could test it out. And I said, okay. He said, if there is no God, then you're the most important thing on earth, that each of us is the most important thing in our lives because there is no God, right? So the next time you go to either the Atlantic or the Pacific Ocean, I want you to go out and stand on the beach and try to keep the waves from coming on shore <laughs> see how that works for you good luck with that <laughs> good luck with that one but it was so graphic and beautiful in my own mind it's like that's a great point go yeah. ahead you try to hold back the ocean see how that works yeah for good you. luck good luck with that one there gunner <laughs> i love it i see i wouldn't scott i gotta be honest with you i wouldn't want to think i'm the most important thing on earth there's too much pressure there man <laughs> I know. Uh, who needs it i got it hey god i hope you're up there man i'm really hoping you're up there yeah man woman animal what the hell ever you yeah. are well, i got uh, i i need your help there's yeah. no doubt about that it's a giant cat well, oh, and like, you, like, cat. like you said with exactly. age comes wisdom yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and you when you're young you think you want to be the yeah. person that you know yeah, looks like they know everything or whatever but as you get older you're like i don't care yeah, exactly. about yeah, it anymore and nobody knows everything well think about the pressure that that puts on you you got to have all the answers you got to be right all the time right and that's not going to happen mm -hmm. so and there's nothing wrong with saying <clears throat> i don't know you know what right. i exactly. don't know hey, tell the academics that this is the thing that i deal with all the time it's yeah. like they have they they, they, they can't do it and it's okay, <laughs> you know. They can't do it. No, they can't. I mean, I'm telling you, they can't. So. The, the runestone was the was the most amazing experience dealing with these people. And I'm like, the other thing that is, they they, and not all of them. I don't mean to pigeonhole all, but many of them. They also don't understand and appreciate that. Let's say you reached a decision about something, and you're mm -hmm. this is how you believe. Uh, this is the way it is. I, I can't give you a good example, but. All of a sudden, new information comes in. I'll give you one: sugar or coffee. Oh, it's good for you. Next, a new study comes in. Oh, it's bad for yeah, you. Yeah, right? Right, right. And then exactly. you know, and that kind of thing happens. Yeah. New information comes in that demands that you have to accept a different conclusion than you yep. previously believed. Yep. Now, does that make you stupid? No. No. It makes you smart because yeah. you've accepted the new evidence. You've come to see the wisdom of it. You understand. I, I had bad information before. Now I got the right. Hey. That makes you smart, not stupid. Right. But they're they're afraid to do that, and it's like, dude, don't worry. It, here's the data. You're off the hook. You know. Indeed. It's okay. <laughs> God, we burned through that hour in a hurry. You Are we come, done? Yeah, yeah. You got to come back soon, man. Oh my God, this is so much fun. Well, come back with the series. Well, what I'm, Andy, what do you think of this idea, Andy and Alex and Mom? Um, you know, like inviting Scott back once a month. I'll only come back once a month. Have people come in and just. You know, stay on top of things. I would love to do that. I'm on it. This is a good idea, don't you think, Andy? Sure. Alex, Mom? Sure, absolutely. Scott, well, you, you know, you know, I'll come anytime, and I thank you so no, much. No, it's terrific. It was great seeing you again. Years too long, man. It was a year and a half, I think. I think yeah. the last time I saw you was like a year and a half ago because of COVID. Long, yeah, a lot yeah. of people. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.